Hey everyone, welcome back to Mom Time with Emma. Today, I'm on the verge of a meltdown. Man, oh man, it has been a rough couple of weeks and yeah, I just think <laughs> that uh, even though I'm exhausted today, and I haven't had a lot of sleep in the last week. It really feels like maybe two hours a night. I uh, also feel like this is the end of that chapter today. So I felt like it was a good time to share while it was fresh. <laughs> while I'm sleep deprived and honest and raw. And also while I'm ending it sort of on a good note, right? Because I did feel like at the end of today, things started to turn around a bit and go in the right direction. So anyway, uh, I decided to share everything. And again, I think that is the purpose of me creating this podcast to begin with and trying to develop and grow this community is not to share all of my problems, but... <laughs> Um, to be open and honest and raw, especially in the bad times and, uh, you know, let other moms know that they're not alone out there and that we all go through these moments, good or bad and sometimes bad. So, um, I'll get right into it. Nothing too crazy or tragic or anything like that, but just a lot of things sort of piling up on themselves. And I'm sure most moms can relate uh, if not all moms can relate to that, where, you know, things go on with your children and, you know, you cannot predict life. You cannot manage life. Life happens and sometimes life is happening to everyone at the same time in a negative way, in a negative space, and it just compacts. And so that's what's been happening over the last couple of weeks I think good things have come from all of this rawness and openness, but it is exhausting and I'm learning a lot about myself still every day as a mom and trying to get better at controlling my reactions and my emotions and, you know, just being more aware of that. And uh, when you're tested, I think it really shows your growth. It reminds you of how far you've come. And uh, I really feel like I have come so far from who I used to be as a mom, how I would react to trauma or difficult situations. And so for that, I'm proud of what's happened in the last two weeks. But <laughs> other than that, I'm just tired. And um, yeah, I just need a break like most of us do most of the time. It's just one of those weeks where it's, you need a bigger break than normal. Like you need a shutdown kind of break. So yeah, just been dealing with a lot. I mean, um, my oldest who typically isn't the most vocal and my youngest who is typically very vocal have gone through some things in the last couple of weeks. Um, my oldest is dealing with uh, the anxiety and stress of overthinking and uh, being a perfectionist, which I can relate to. <laughs> um, 
and grades are coming up for the first time in middle school and uh, she's always been really hard on herself um, to achieve like great scores on everything and even with you know the guidance and the love and the direction that I've given her as a parent she's just always been extra hard on herself like I feel like sometimes I have um, the opposite issues to deal with as a parent whereas I hear from a lot of parents that they're trying to get their kids grades up or a tutor or sit with them and do homework and it's frustrating. I am the opposite of like, I'm having to tell her like, take a break, you know, things are going to be okay. You don't have to get a hundred on everything. Like, you know, and easier said than done because I think at any age you think that this is the most important thing happening in your life and um, no one can tell you any different. And I try to explain to her that there's going to be much bigger challenges in life. And life is going to get so much harder. And there's going to be so much more pressure. So right now is the time to sometimes just be a kid. And uh, that's uh, been a challenge for her. So as she gets older, I can just see that that parenting style is, you know, going to have to be even more effective to help her navigate through life and challenges and her, again, overachieving, overthinking sort of personality. So yeah, she's just been uh, dealing with the pressures of her first report card and she's wanting to get straight A's. Now that she's in middle school, she, you know, is really adamant about it being the most important because now is when it starts to count. And, it's just a lot of pressure that I think she's been putting on herself and again typically she doesn't talk a lot about what she's going through but she's been really good and really vocal about these things so you know always seeing the positive side of every situation regardless of how much you know agony comes with it is I'm so grateful that she's now talking more about how she's feeling and it's just been a wonderful experience. What I did not expect is, you know, when you have a kid that doesn't talk that much and they decide to share how difficult it is to manage, like, not stopping everything else in your world to give that person attention because that's all I want to do. It's like, okay, you're, you're finally talking, you're finally opening up. So uh, let me drop everything and, you know, give you my full attention. And, you know, there's still a balance that needs to happen. There's still another child. There's still a life. There's still work. There's still school, <laughs> you know, there's still bedtime. So, you know, trying to understand that, navigate that, give her her space and still feel like she's being listened to. But you know, there still has to be some sort of boundaries to make sure that we're still functioning and making sure that she's not completely shutting down because she doesn't know how to handle what's happening and her emotions. And man, it's been, whew, that's been a lot. It's like, you know, I still feel like I'm trying to figure my shit out half the time. So to try to help someone else navigate being an overachiever and being hard on themselves is like, you know, it's tough. I'm trying to give her the best guidance and advice as a parent. 
and then completely understanding where she's coming from. The only good thing I think I bring as her parent is that while I am an overachiever, I also truly believe in like self-care and I've learned that luckily as an adult. And so I'm trying to instill in her the importance of making sure that she's still taking care of herself and her, you know, anxiety is not taking over every thought and every action because, you know, that's unhealthy. So we've just had a lot of those types of conversations, which in itself is a lot, you know, I mean, this is like a lot of self-discovery, a lot of therapy, essentially going back and forth and uh, taking a toll. Right. And then also just as a mom being stressed about your kid being stressed, you know, and wanting to take away how they're feeling and helping them understand that, you know, they can get through this. And so there's two parts of it, right? Like you're being a counselor slash therapist and helping them navigate these feelings. And then at the same time, you have the mom hat that's like, oh my gosh, my poor baby, I don't want them to be feeling like this. They're so hard on themselves. How can I help them, you know? So yeah, that's a lot. And then um, my little one, she uh, was supposed to start a whole process of braces and a palate expander. So for those who are listening that don't know what a palate expander is, it's just to help like the narrow part of the jaw if you have a crossbite or an overbite or whatever. And you get them when you're fairly young because I guess the bone in the roof of your mouth hasn't fused yet. So it's easier to manipulate that narrowness when they're young. And so it's a metal contraption, which by the way, like I think it's hilarious to me that you know, we've evolved so much, technically speaking, and we still sort of use like these medieval type of contraptions for orthodontia. Like at no point have we evolved at all. We're still shoving metal in our mouth constantly, which is wild to me. But anyway, we still have braces and we still have metal objects that we use to stretch out our jaws and things like that. And so, um, she had to put one of those in last week and they were like, no big deal. You know, uh, after about two days, she'll get used to it. You know, there it's a gap between the roof of your mouth and this metal bar. But um, if things get stuck in there, you just push it out. We, they gave us these little things. People get used to it. Most kids, you know, their speech is a little weird for like the first day or two, but then they get used to it. All this stuff, right? So they give us this whole spiel. Now, I know going into it with my younger one that for most kids, if it's two days, it's probably going to be a week. Like, we're dealing with a lot, and, you know, she's just an emotional kid, and, like, she expresses everything that she's feeling. So I knew we were both getting braces, and we were both getting, you know, when we signed up for this, because um, it was going to be a journey, and... She was going to need time to adjust and I was going to have to walk her through that. And I was fine. You know, as a mom, you're like, let's let's do it. Let's gear up. We got this right. And so while I'm dealing with all of this other emotional stuff uh, with my older one, my younger one gets this thing put in her mouth. And let me tell you, it was the worst six days 
of her life and I feel so terrible for her it did not go as planned um, when they tried to put it in they struggled getting it in in the office and they told me that there was you know her teeth were smaller like like shorter than most kids and so it was having a hard time getting it bonded in there so be careful when I was by the way you have to turn this thing every night and you know turn a little key and then it spreads it out every night like by a millimeter and they're like every time you turn it you know keep an eye on it and if she's saying it's hurting it's probably because this thing is going up in her gums because of the size of her teeth yep that definitely happened so we were dealing with constant pain and she was crying and there's nothing worse than when your child is like mom help me mom get this thing off of me mom I don't want to do this and you have no control over the situation it's like you feel so helpless so I felt bad for her because she was in pain I also felt bad because she could not eat like when she was trying to eat everything kept getting stuck and it would make her throw up because she was like gagging with the food like the the sense of the sensation of the food in her mouth was making her gag anyway not trying to get graphic but she couldn't eat anything without throwing it up. And um, we get, we went down to only eating mashed potatoes. And so I was like, this isn't going to work. My kid can't eat mashed potatoes for a year, you know, and uh, also be in pain. Office was closed. So they send me to get these, like, you know, some pain reliever stuff until it opened today. So we had a rough week and we had some rough nights where she couldn't sleep and it was just a mess and it got better and then it would get worse so you know it was also that balance of like is it going to get better and we just need to get used to this thing or you know what I mean like do we just take it out and so we're balancing all of that and uh we went to go turn it last night and uh, it fell out <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> You know, I think I believe that the universe does things to make decisions for you. And honestly, I was struggling with the decision of what to do. I knew that today, regardless of what had happened last night, we were going to go back and talk to the doctors and be like, this isn't working out and we I don't know what to do. But I also have talked about this in previous episodes, like with ADHD and executive dysfunction, sometimes it's really hard to make decisions. I am the worst at it. And I um, it's because I sort of have to like outweigh every pro and con. And my brain just can is not decisive sometimes and it needs help being decisive. Now, when it comes to my kids, I'm usually pretty good about being like, okay, no. If it's bothering them, if it's hurting them, and it's something that we can't move past, like, absolutely not. So I knew, again, that I was going to go in and advocate for her. I just didn't know where we would take it. You know what I mean? I didn't know if they were going to be like, oh, give it one more day. We might have given it one more day. I don't know, you know, with the guidance of a doctor, what my decision would have been. So I think that this was sort of a blessing that uh, it came out on its own. Because then I could truly say, like, okay, we're done. We're not doing this. We need to find an alternate solution. And I say all of that because making decisions is so damn hard when you're a parent. You always want to do what's right. But, you know, you also want to do what the doctors are telling you is right. And you also want to make sure that your kid knows that there's going to be tough times that they have to stick through. It's just like 
There's so many things going through your freaking mind. But what made it really apparent to me that having it out and finding a different way was the solution was after it came out. So when it first came out, uh, it was traumatic because <laughs> I asked my daughter after she stopped freaking out. I was like, did you think your teeth fell out? And she was like, absolutely. And I was like, I could tell by your face because <laughs> when it came out, I was just like holding it and she just was staring at it in disbelief, you know? So I'm like, she thinks her teeth fell out, which is totally normal, right? Um, we didn't know what the heck was happening and we didn't think it could come out. So it was like very crazy. Um, but after that, her entire demeanor changed. I saw her little personality come back. She got so happy and she just was talking more. She was like, oh, what can I eat? Like she was just this happy bubbly kid, which is the kid that I know and love every day. And I realized in that instant, like she was slipping away over the last six days and not to be like dramatic, but it felt very much like she was becoming a little depressed because of this thing. She was in pain, of course. You know, anybody could fall into a little bit of a depressive episode. You're in pain. Your speech is now different. You are not adjusting to this. You can't eat like you're not sleeping. And she was just sad and seeing the change so quickly to her being so happy and her being like, oh, I can my voice sounds the same again. And oh, my gosh, I never realized this about my voice. And it was just an aha moment of like, thank you universe whoever whatever timing coincidence whatever it was that made this thing come out because I knew in that moment without a shadow of a doubt that we could not go back at, at that point that this was my decision and it was final I could see that the decision was we cannot move forward with this so when I said in the beginning of the episode that I feel much better now because we had some positive changes in today, you know, we went to the doctor and they, um, they did come up with alternate solutions. And, uh, you know, I was really happy with them and how open they were to hearing what was going on and really researching like what else could be done so that she didn't have to go through it again. And I was adamant because they really tried to put it. They were like, oh, well, let's try it one more time or let's make a custom one. And I was like, absolutely not. And I was proud of myself in that moment to just stand up and be like, nope, I am being decisive and this is for my kid. And I say no and I know better and that's it. And if we have to move forward and not do this and hope for the best and figure it out when she's an adult, then that's what we have to do. So I think... <laughs> I came across very mama bear, but I think it got it got the message across and they did come out with, again, some great alternatives. And so we're ending the day on a positive note. We're ending this long journey <laughs> over the last two weeks between all of the things that have happened in our family these last two weeks um, on a positive note. Ava did have some other things going on at school that are kind of personal and... Um, were not so great so we also had some other instances that just made these two weeks really really rough and now I'm looking forward to getting a good night's rest <laughs> finally and um 
you know, getting some much needed time with my kids and getting a break from sort of this emotional roller coaster. So with that, I leave you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And um, I just wanted to share again, hard times are real. They happen to all of us. And um, even though it's not pretty, we all go through it. So I hope this hits somebody in, you know, some type of way that helps you understand that you're not alone by me sharing my story today. If you like this show, please leave a rating and a review. It will really help me grow this community. Don't forget to love yourself.